0: Mother.
1: Greetings to you. Good evening.
0: Good evening. I'd like to apologize to everyone for oversleeping past the, uh, time that we are supposed to be on, but, um, I don't know, it just, uh, happens like that, but thank God that you called and reminded me, so, That is a blessing
1: We're glad
0: So, Queen Mother, we want to begin the show with a prayer And with your words, of course And our guest, Dr. White, just called So, we should be on in shortly
1: Well, let us just reach out and say what a wonderful time it is to be awakened when it's time because we know there's a season for everything. And tonight we just give thanks that we can reach out and pray a prayer that represents all of us. And tonight we will decree and declare that we can say, O oh God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come, our shelter from the stormy blast, and our eternal home, this is really a time for us all to give thanks and be thankful that we can wake up and we can speak out and we can declare that we have victory, and words determine our victory of of success, and words can determine our our defeat, so we are so thankful that we can rest ourselves and comfort ourselves and have the courage to never give up, so we send this prayer out to all of us tonight, we have a Thanksgiving prayer that we will never, never give up, and we have the praises of our, the Father, the Son, and our Holy Spirit, and for this we say, Ashe, 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 and we're so glad tonight that we have a, a time and a season to bring together our thoughts about the father of this time and we bless that this is the month of june and every year we decree and declare that we have a father's day and while every day of our lives and we always give thanks that we do have a father father who looks out for us wherever we are and we have the seeds of our reference for the Abraham, the father of us all. We have other fathers that we want to address tonight, but this is a special time, this month, of celebrating and our acknowledging of our fathers. And we know that we have many kinds of fathers by name, but a father is one who reaches out and touches his offsprings or gives thanks for how to bond and to be father-like to his children. We're so thankful tonight that we had what I call a very early forefather, and that forefather is known as Carter G. Whitson. Carter G. Whitson was the father of a nation that saw that there was a need for people to have benefit and be identified as a somebodies in the world. So tonight I'd like to lift up the name of Carter G. Woodson, who was born just about two years or so after the Texans knew that we were freed from slavery. And this month of June represents a very special month of freedom for the Southerner, ones who were born in Texas. And for those of us who know that in 1863, the President Abraham Lincoln Signed the Emancipation Proclamation Which frees slaves And it was a wonderful moment A wonderful time But down in Texas It was two and a half years Before the slaves recognized That they knew that they were free So that time became June 19, 1865 So for me and for those of us Who are thankful that we can look to be freed now that we have it on paper we are freed people and we can thank the father who made it possible for us to the father of the nation who made it possible for the africans who were born kings and queens became free and then to discover that it was through a general Granger, who rode into Galveston, Texas, and decreed and declared that the slaves of Texas were free. So this month of June, while we are kind of into it, it represents, one, a celebration of our fathers, fathers who come together to strengthen families and their children and to soothe them and be responsible for their well-being, for the economics of the household, because we always know that we... And declared that the father was the head of the household. And while we celebrated our mothers and our feminine principles, who are always there to be the center of the family, it's the fathers this morning, this, this month, that we are decreeing and declaring. So we are thankful that we do have a freedom of time to say, come, fathers, and be decreed and declare the special ones that you are. And while we have the father who gave us our freedom as a nation, we have a father who gave us our our sensibility as a people, and that is Carter G. Woodson. And, oh, God, we have a father named Solomon. Solomon, who was planted the seeds for my family. And so he will not only be celebrated as a father and be a part of the, the southern free time, but he was also born on June 19th. So, to celebrate the wise man named Solomon, and perhaps there are many of our listeners whose name is either Solomon or they have a relative by the name of Solomon, a very wise man. So, so thankful that this man named Solomon was the person who was responsible for my life and for my sibling's life and how we look forward to celebrating. Him. He's going on to glory now, but we know that he's still sending back his radiant wisdom for us to look to how we can keep helping ourselves, helping each other, and be responsible for children who need fathers. And though we look to our natural father, we have adopted fathers, and we have uncles and grandfathers who are serving in that role of bonding families and children together. So... Today it's just a privilege to offer words of encouragement to young people, young boys who will be growing up to become the fathers of their family. And we are so thankful tonight that we have the understanding of what it means to father. Oh, in this day and age, it's such a need for us to to support fathers. And now we have the father of the country who is trying desperately to keep his children intact and other children intact, and we know that daily we have young men who are in such need of fatherhood, the fathers that reach out and touch them so they can feel secure and loved. So the offering tonight in this teaching specialty is just a decree and declare that we love you, fathers, and we want you to continue to know that you are so blessed to have wives and to have children and have a country and to have responsibility and to be um, proud of what you can do to leave a legacy for your children, a legacy for your family. And while we know that we have names sometimes of fathers, we have priests that we call fathers. So fathers represent the masculine, the male energy around this country. But doors are opening up now for there to be partnership between and among men and women. So tonight we just want to keep saying the month. Of June represents a season of offering acknowledgement. And part of what we always do is to send out love to our listeners. And we call it the energy love clap. And so tonight we're going to reach out our arms. It was our ritual of sending, receiving, and sending love. So For all of you who are familiar with this, let's begin now to stretch out our arms in front of us. And for those who may be hearing this for the first time, it's called the energy love clap, where we bring our hands together and clap into our own hearts to warm our hearts with love and know that's where our truth lies. So this is how we do it. Our arms are stretched out in front of us as far as we can go. Then we put our palms together, we can clap in the energy, and when we clap in that energy, we just start to clap our hands together, and we bring that energy forward to our hearts, and if you hear the rhythm now, there's a rhythm where we just clap and bring it to our hearts, and open up our chest and our breast and
0: receive
1: the energy that is sent from the spirit of love into our hearts. As we bring that energy into our hearts and say, thank you that we have hands to clap. We thank you that we have our heart to receive this energy. And we feel good about ourselves and how we can love ourselves with what is called the energy love clap and for those who may be in the household with someone else right now just be still and look to each other and clap your hands together and know that that's a way of daily saying thank you hands thank you heart that's where my treasure lies and tonight we're gonna stop clapping into ourselves, and now we're going to send out this energy, especially to the ones who are near us. If you're in a room with others, uh, you're in a car and you're just by yourself, just, just as quietly as you can, even think the thought of taking now, taking your hands together and clapping out from your heart to someone else and say, I'm so thankful that I can give love to someone else. And especially now to our forefathers and to our brothers and to our Fathers, let us just now say we love you, we love you, we love you, and receive the love energy from our hearts. And we're so thankful tonight that we can, through Sister Darlene, know how precious and how blessed we all are to send out love from our hearts to our entire listening audience and give thanks for our fathers. And we can say a prayer that says sometimes our Father who art in heaven. So let us bring heaven to earth tonight and continue to look to the hills where from whence our help comes. And for this we shout hallelujah, amen, amen, and I say,
0: Queen Mother, asheh. That was a beautiful uh, words of wisdom, our teaching moment, and we give thanks and honor to you for Bringing that word because fathers are important. My own father, God bless him, George Johnson Sr., was a man of principles and who carried himself like he was a hundred feet tall. He was about five, five cool. in height, but he was a tall man in the eyes of the world because of what he did. He took care of his children. He minded his business, and he taught us what was right and wrong in the world. And he was the first one to teach us that people's behavior is a really a testimony of who they are. That's their character. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, I don't care whether you're black or white. It's how you walk in the world, you know. Your behavior is And he made it very clear That he you know He respected people And he expected respect in return So I say And I give thanks For that opportunity To remember my father Ebaye, Who's no longer with us And I give thanks And praise to his name And that's why I say Iba Ye Um Again, I also say ye because they're also going on to the destiny in the heavens, Ashe. Well, we have a very, very special guest on this evening. I'm so uh, proud to introduce him. Um, he's an archaeologist. His wife is uh, someone I've just met uh, uh, on the online couple of months ago well, a couple of weeks ago. And she's phenomenal. And her name is Doctor Winnie. Winnie Lio, Lio and his name I'm going to pronounce it his uh African name uh is Awo Teju Mola and his um Birth name, he's pretty impressive, Dr. Terrence White. How are you this evening, young sir?
2: Afia, thank you. Adupe, yeah. And greetings, Queen Mother.
1: Greetings to you, and welcome. It's good to hear your voice.
2: Thank you. We give thanks, Adupe.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we have definitely invited you on for purpose because uh, as I have been getting to know your wife and talking to her, what stands out for me is a she has in her husband, in her uncle, which is so wonderful. And, um, you know, sometimes we talk about your children and, you know, how helpful you are with her, with the kids, and how you guys are a partnership of parenting. So I would like you tonight to give us a little bit of um, your expertise, <laughs> uh, I know you—you—you're you laughing because it's true. This is your expertise now as a husband and a father. You know. All right. You have beautiful children, and you know, share with us your some of your wisdom and putting them together and really, you know, a happy life is a happy
2: wife. Indeed, I say. Well, thank you, uh, e, uh, I laugh because, you know, fatherhood and uh, more broadly speaking, parenthood is such a, a humbling experience, you know. Sometimes you, you think you've got to figure it out and there's so much more to learn about things, and you're constantly learning all your life. But, you know, I'm still a relatively young father, but I'll be happy to to share with with folks, you know, my perspective, my experiences. I feel blessed, and I feel like we have a a, um, really great family. So I'm really uh, appreciative of the opportunity that you all have provided to share my experiences. Um, First thing I'll say is, you know, it's um, been a journey for me, you know, to learn how to be a good father, um, but I've been blessed, uh, well, first of all, I'll give thanks to my father, my biological father, Terrence Smith. Um, however, you know, it's been a challenge for me to uh, learn how to be a good father, because for most of my life, I haven't had my father in my life, so I've really had to, you know, seek out, you know, um, information and I've been fortunate to have other people who have stepped up, such as uh, my grandfather, my mother's father, Griffith Wyke. He's been a really great role model for me. And, you know, I've taken away the the things I could from my father in my lifetime. But um, that's um, to say, you know, we have a lot of work to do as a community, you know, a lot of healing work to do um, to help, you know, the children. One-third of all children in this country, 24 million children, you know, who live in fatherless homes. So not to dwell on a negative, but just to, you know, look at some of the challenges we face in addition to racism and other things as a community of African people in the Americas. Um, but beyond that, um, I don't make any excuses, and I uh, thank God and thank uh spirit, I thank the Orisha, I thank uh, the many good people in my life for helping me to um, commit to fatherhood, for helping me to learn how to be a good father, and, you know, I think there's a lot of great resources we have out there beyond our role models, you know, beyond the other people who step up, you know, sometimes when fathers aren't there, beyond the the good fathers who do exist out there. there are a lot of, of good groups of people out there who know that we have a lot of work to do, not just to to deal with pro- the problem of some of the problems we have in certain households, but also to, to be a positive force in teaching fatherhoods, the, um, the national fatherhood initiative, for instance, and there are many other groups who are actively seeking to promote positive fatherhood out there. So I would say, you know, um, Beyond you know, my father, beyond my grandfather, beyond, beyond the, the role models of my life, um, I thank God for the groups out there who are doing this. And I also thank God for my ancestors, you know, because um, that's really one of the important, most important places you will ever learn how to be a good father or, or even a good mother for that matter um, is through remembering your ancestors. And I, I have to bring in ancestors, clearly. I'm an archaeologist, I'm a historian, I'm a griotist. So it'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't um, give thanks to the egun, the ancestors. The egun, as we say in Yoruba Ifa Arisha spirituality, because um, it's through their examples in the past, through the ways they've they've um, withstood all that they have, that we are able to learn um, important lessons and, and important principles of life. You know, such as the discipline you know the discipline to to be there to um, do what you have to do to to uh, support your family even you know facing all the other harsh things we faced so I think you know we can't begin a conversation without reference to um, the important people the ancestors all those who come before um, I will say you know there are a lot of basic things that fathers do uh, when you ask the question, who is the father, what, you know, you answer that by saying, what does the father do in part? Uh, the fathers provide, right, you know, some of the basics here, um, not just uh, at the moment of uh, conception, right, the, the providing the seed, but they also provide, you know, throughout life, they provide um, extra help early in life when the mother might not be able to do many things, other things, um work or other things, when she's nursing, you know, so um, there are are reasons why, you know, we should continue to reassess the the basic principles that many of us have heard before, such as, oh, fathers are good providers, because there's various ways that we need to be providing and emotionally and economically and otherwise. Um, Also, I was thinking of a role that's probably not played up as much as it needs to be, you know, and that's being a nurturer um that can, that one can be kind of hard for me sometimes because I live a lot in my head, you know in terms of my astrology and everything else i um in my career, you know I'm always thinking and thinking and thinking, and it's important to disconnect, so my kids help me come back down, but you know I would say that we can't forget as fathers that you know it's not just moms you know who are the nurturers out there right it's um it's also the fathers, so um. I can't forget that. Uh, and protectors is another basic principle. You know, you many of us who have heard, you know, protecting our household, um, protecting protection doesn't always just mean physicality either. It's those of us who have a um, spiritual orientation towards the world look to ancestors, look to spirit, you know, for protection sometimes too. And um, beyond that, another aspect of protection that needs to be mentioned, I think, is uh, helping your kids to feel protected at home, right? Um, Supporting, you know, the mother-father relationship, you know, not creating hostility within the household. Um, Those things, you know, I think really um, are crucial fundamentals. There's many others I could mention, but... Um, one other one I'll say something about That I think is really important You know, fatherhood Oftentimes people might think of the father As the kind of more masculine As in uh, the harsher role The more, you know, hardcore role Of disciplinarian, right? So I think, though, that um, We have to think carefully About this notion of discipline um, For instance For instance you know, how do you dis- show discipline, you know, how do you exercise discipline, you know, with children, it's important to do so with love and patience and wisdom and balance um, and uh, avoid, you know, anger and reactionariness um, because there's so many ways to teach, you know, and um, some people get caught up in physicality, but there's important things to teach, you know, emotionally and on on other levels, about children and in terms of how to live and what not to do and, and also what to do, right? Um, another, another thing to think about in terms of discipline is a similar word, disciple. Um, fathers need to be good disciples, good disciples of fatherhood, meaning they spend their whole life studying fatherhood, studying other fathers who are successful fathers. In addition, you know, a, being a disciple of some kind of belief system, some kind of faith, cosmology, religion, you know, whatever you want to call it, um, who are you or what are you a disciple of, you know, the answer to the question is important for the children because they're looking for their moral compass and they're looking for their role models and they're looking for some values that can sustain them. So clearly you can hear probably in my own words, you know, I, I have, um, spirituality is an important part of my life. So um and that that brings me to another f- thought I have on this and that's, you know, what kind of cultural framework do you have? You know, are you coming, for instance, with African values? You know, some of us do and some of us might have some other values guiding us, but you know, I think uh whatever you have, have something, be intentional, you know, think about the way your culture frames your beliefs, and how you raise your children. If we don't do this with care and with a lot of energy and enthusiasm, we'll kind of miss a great opportunity and we'll not be able to um, internalize the things in our children, You know the the kind of values that will help them to become good people and eventually to become good fathers some of them anyway um, so I will say that um, you know those are from my perspective some of the most important things um, that we as fathers need to do and those are some of the basic principles to you know fatherhood as far as I can see
0: and beautiful, beautiful too, us
2: thank you Ashi
0: You know, I tell you, um, I was going to ask you some questions, but you already answered them (laughs) within what you were saying, which is so important, is having a plan of action, you know, that fatherhood is not just merely uh, having children, but it's being an active participant in the, you know, development of your children. And I, I think that's important. It's exactly. Mhm. It's so it funny, is, you that
2: know, that. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying that. I I love that word, you know, plans, intentions. You know the, the art of the long view, right? I'm an archaeologist. I like studying long term history. You know, looking at things from a long perspective. We have so much work to do in terms of making plans, and I think you know we we need to be training our kids before they reach parenthood you know to be good fathers to be good mothers right and that involves you know planning you know for what's to come and planning for what a, the rest of their lives is going to look like and i think sometimes it's easy to um to miss that or and i think i've been actually quite bothered by um what i hear you know when i talk to people in society about their lives and uh, you know about uh well you know, how do you become a good parent? It just seems like so many people just kinda like, Oh, you learn along the way. I'm like, no, no. That's just not acceptable. <laughs> it's really not. It's like you you uh you live by default and uh what we have is you know a lot of faults in our society.
0: Say, and, we, say.
2: and we can do a lot better, you know, with a good plan, with a good foundation, with sure. goals um, with models for success, um, we can do this, and we can generate the abundance we need to um, do the things we got to do.
0: Now, how has the uh, uh, does, does – somebody has on uh, a speakerphone.
2: Oh, yeah, I do. I'm sorry. Should I turn that off? Yes. Okay. All right,
0: thank you. Cuz <clears throat> otherwise I get I hear myself twice. Now as a um young father of young children, how do you um engage them in um like the 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 day-to-day uh, ritual of uh, honoring, you know, um family that has gone on the ancestors? because um, that is something to me as a Risha mom mm-hmm. that I have found very difficult to do.
2: I agree. I think um, it's something that uh, you just need. One, I think it needs to be done regularly, and uh, as I've come to understand, uh, if I Risha um, tradition you know we operate off of like you know what a five four day five day cycle right so we're every five days we're praying you know there's a different days for different aspects of spirit there's an ancestor day and there's you know so on that day you know we we do our libations and we honor i I honor the people on my father's line my my ancestors and my mother's line and Um, what I hope to do is just, you know, have the kids there and let them experience it. And, you know, sometimes it's the simple things with little kids, you know, being able to touch water is a great fascination with them, of course, and dump it all over the place. You know, we have a plant and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, you know, but I, I I don't, you know, try to force things, right. You know, just kind of expose them to them, let it be around them and, um, I guess my hope is that it'll just take root, you know, and uh, so I think, you know, just regularity and um, exposure will do what needs to be done, and um, just looking at other people, including Babalows and priests and stuff who, you know, some of which who have children, you know, it's Um, I'm pleased to see people who, you know, go on and and pursue a life of spirit, so, you know, you also find the flip side, but I think uh, the flip side is usually because um, people, you know, get caught up in um, other things besides fathering and, and mothering, you know, and so I hope if I keep my life in balance, you know, they'll just stick with this, and if I can show them there's a lot of love and abundance and success in this and um, a lot of um, great benefits to family you know and I hope they'll maybe that'll be a way to interest them in even in, in wider history as a topic itself you know um, so that's that's all I know at this point we'll see what happens I'll check back with you in time to let you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> well I know it'll be absolutely wonderful because consistency and ritual and understanding, you know, it really does make a difference in the lives of children. And even if they forget when they get older, they you come back to it.
2: That's true, yeah. And I think there's also, you know, because um, I think the richness of our religion, um, it involves a lot of different elements, you know, can involve... um, it can even involve animals, right, you know. So there's a lot of things I think kids can take fascination with and um you know, the 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 things, the pictures, the, you know, having altars or shrines, you know, which can be very creative and colorful, um, and, you know, letting kids have a, a role in in honoring ancestors, taking part, you know, in different things. I think that um I think there's a lot of richness in in this faith, and I think in in various faiths, you know, that exist that people practice. I don't think it's exclusive to what we do. So, I would just encourage anybody who's um, practicing, you know, uh, religion faithfully and and you know, with an open heart. I think that their children can and will uh, pass it along and, and be involved.
0: So, now, this is a a question that, uh, I guess it comes from uh, me wanting to know, um, you know, whether or not this is uh, a possibility. Can women help men to be better better fathers?
2: Oh, no doubt. Um, I think that... um, Being involved in a marriage, you know, is an incredible growth process. I think just like the converse is true as well, you know, the mother and the father in the marriage or the two partners will help each other grow and uh, help to complement and um, I think, you know, mothers have minds just like fathers do and maybe in some cases might even think more deeply about social relationships sometimes And, you know, different aspects of people's character and personality and, you know, they have their own experiences um, with fathers, their own fathers, right? So I think it's very much possible that they could help their own husbands to be better fathers by simply pointing to the role models and to the experiences that they see, you know, that could be helpful.
0: So you do think that it it it, it, it is possible that it's not? Because uh, I know that there are sometimes uh, men that um, become a little upset because they figure mm-hmm. that somebody wants to tell them how to be a father. And, <laughs> you know, women don't right. know what it's like to be a father. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's, I'm not saying, you know, they'll be able to, to tell them what their job is but I think that you know we all have things to learn even from people we might um assume might not have much to tell us, you know, in terms of learning a lot of different things with life. Um as I said though, I think, you know, because mothers have had fathers or have fathers, you know, they certainly have experiences um Knowing what fathers do, right, and they um, see other fathers out there who are doing a good job of what they do, and can point to these things. I think it's all a matter of how things are brought up. Because I know ego is is a powerful force in people's relationships and in people in individuals. But um, I think if things are, are brought up in just the right way, you know, in, in a positive, open type of conversation. Maybe it doesn't have to be in a, a chastising sense or during an argument or anything like that. It can be hopefully at a time when couples are having a, um, hopefully, a regular or an annual uh, relationship um what would the word be, kind of retreat or whatever they do to reflect on their their status, their goals, you know, as a couple. I think that those types of things can be um, brought up. But, you know, just the right way, you know, it's it's definitely important not to make people feel like, you know, they're being deficient or uh, in an antagonistic sense.
0: definitely important because there's so many um you know ways that we be, we become enemies rather than partners to you know accomplish the same task you know um right. a lot of, a lot of people feel and I know I felt this as a young woman that I could raise my children myself you know as a single mm-hmm. woman without the benefit of father if that father wasn't going to act appropriately. Mm -hmm. But um, that just goes to show you that I did no thinking when it came to (coughs) creating a family because you choose the one that you know you can work with in a fatherhood situation, that that person is really committed to the bringing together of family and children.
2: Yeah, I have um, much respect for the mothers out there, particularly the ones who have to go on, you know, when the fathers choose to not be around or drop the ball. And that certainly was the case for my, with my mother for many years. Um, but, you know, it's um, there's a lot to it. And, you know, moms have to do the best they do. And, you know, fathers have to come into the relationship ready too, so it's I know it's complicated There's so many levels To people too You know You know people And uh, But it's The more you know people The more you know There's so much more To learn of people <laughs> mm,
0: yeah, It really is That is the truth Queen Mother Do you have something You want to say?
1: Well I do In listening to uh, The wonderful breakdown Of how uh fathers can be and some of the the um, need to understand why there is the separation. But I think that the key words are becoming as you talked is how to be strong and still at the same time be tender with um, the role of fatherhood and also how to acknowledge the different roles and how to mesh those roles together. And then the whole area of communication, I was looking at how um parents or the father's service role model, how they can be affectionate one to another with an understanding. And the question of how to uh, help the young boys or the young girls as well as the children to understand the separation when the father is not in the home and when is it advisable to um, say that it's just time now, we got to make this separation and then keep the understanding. And in listening to some of the mother's Uh, talk about uh, the the fathers of the children, and even though uh, they work to build a working relationship, and they will say that. I'm hoping that we can have an understanding between us, even though we're not together. And the word... Ex or former, I'd love a response to that when I hear women say my ex husband versus what I would say, maybe my former husband, and I hear uh women who start out with the ex and then sometimes they it gets easier to maybe say former. what is the general sense of i best I, my cu- my question regarding hmm. how best to refer to the father who is no longer in the household
2: yeah that's a it's really a great question. I actually think my wife has a a um, good perspective on this, because she suggests, you know, that once you're a um, father, you're pretty almost like you're pretty much you're connected for life, you know. So it's there's just certain aspects of that bond, you know, that you know once it's entered into, you know, it's like that parenthood bond, right? You, we we pretend like we can dissolve these relationships legally, for instance, in our society. But you know, there's there's a linkage there, right? There's obvious physical manifestation, expression, the children, you know, that are always gonna tie the the parents together, you know, regardless of their feelings and you know, I really have no idea. That's I think something that the uh, the language, you know, is something that the, the mother and the father have to work out and um Yeah, I'm not even sure I have a a good answer for you on that one, but it's definitely something that um, I mean. We it just makes me think of broader conversations we need to be having in our society about sexuality. You know, there's a lot of of um, dialogues and discourses going on these days about. Uh, sexuality, but unfortunately, sexuality isn't much you know, part of the conversation, for instance, you know, gay rights and things like that, but mm-hmm. you know and and for that matter, heterosexuality also you know, but you know the big non discussion is you know what do these things really mean? you know what do they mean in terms of relationships, what do they mean in terms of the roles people will play in society um, and um when I think of the things that need to happen with kids and youth before they can become parents, good fathers and good mothers. You know, there's just a lot of conversations we need to be having with children and we really need to break it down because any time a um, male and female get together, you know, who are reproductive age, you know, there is always that possibility that they will become parents and they will be connected for the rest of their life, right? Yeah. So, uh, I think, you know, I'm not you not, not in, that we want to be kind of scaring children away from, you know, parenthood or from their sexuality. Well, we have to they have to understand the the implications of all this, you know, and I'm saying I'm not saying that necessarily sex is just sexuality is just a matter of procreation. There's so much to it in terms of what it can do for fostering relationships and helping people understand their bodies and all that. But, you know, it's it's part of a, a really long um, initiation into a, a relationship that's going to be ongoing or even if people change the terms of who they are, you know, in relation to to each other, there's still that connection there that, Sometimes I wonder, you know, does it really matter what you call each other after you have kids?
1: So that really is the question, what do you call each other? And so there can be the endearing way and there can be the non-endearing way, so mm-hmm. that somewhere in that um, process, how to counsel and support um, the um, transition from being as one in body and, and then the... Separation where you're physically not in the same location. So I, it's really a, a way to help understand, I think, the whole notion of the loving vibration is what has to uh, sustain family. So that, I'm sure, needs to be much uh, more evident in just the language and how to express it. Because um, the the nonverbal is sometimes, of course, I know, much more powerful sometimes than the verbal. When I recognize, and when my father moved through, he was his, his his movement. If he was headed out of the door to go someplace, it wasn't a matter. Come on, let's go. He just knew that that movement meant that there was a, an action going on, and you had to follow. So it's just good to hear you speak about the varieties and the way that we have to continue to be conscious of the, the um, fatherness in the house and the fatherness throughout the land, wherever the father ro well, father is, there's a need to um acknowledge.
2: Well said, yeah, well said.
0: I say, well, we have come to the end of the program. I'm so sorry that it took me so long to get on the program. And um you know unfortunately uh it's just very little I could do about the sleep sickness. But I want to thank you so much, Dr. White.
2: Yes, thank you. For
0: coming on and sharing with us. And you and your wife are powerful, powerful people of love and commitment to the community, sharing that information. I know it'll help a lot of people to really put a, a good head on their fatherhood because fathers mean so much to us. And when we deny our fatherhood or even our motherhood, we deny that aspect of God, which is in us, to be creators. So I say, and I, I, you know, I want to just announce that uh, Queen Mother has a program on June 19th, Juneteenth Day, for... um, the um, This is actually a program for the benefit of Wiley College, and it's Juneteenth celebration, remembering the Day of Freedom, and that's the Day of Freedom from Africa, I mean Texas, sorry, <laughs> from uh, being slaves, and, and uh, I, I really wish it was in July because I could come, but... June 19th, I can't come. But if you're in New York, you should be down there in the National Black Arts Theater because uh, you know the energy of the ancestors is in that theater as well. Thank I say. you, I say. So, Queen Mother, you want to close us in prayer? Oh, we can all
1: look to that presence in each of us and give thanks that we have a breath of life and that wherever we are, we can give thanks that there is a higher being in each of us and there's a deeper understanding of what it means to love. So we thank you, oh God, for this loving night where we could share our concerns and our for looking at a different time when there's much more love flowing, so we thankful for the blessings that will be bestowed on each of us as we move about the rest of this evening and for the rest of our lives. For so this, we say thanks, amen, and Ashe.
2: Ashe.
0: Ashe. and thank you so much, Doctor White. And I know that I want another opportunity to have mm-hmm. you come speak for us. Mm-hmm. So we definitely oh, open it, it up I'd
2: be happy to you. Be happy.
0: I say, but we will be covering uh dads again next week. All right. So we definitely look forward to you joining us, but what a blessing it has been for us.
1: Thank
0: mm-hmm. you. So listeners, audience, I thank you for listening and giving us your uh blessing of your attention. And I leave you with the song, All Is Well, by Derek Gibbs, because all is well.
1: All is
2: well. Mm